tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kayla Patterson, Midwest Muscle P4P, Real Talk in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you, are a drug-free athlete and possibly, uh, you know, looking to get healthy and stuff in a good way and looking for a vehicle to drive your goals, like a Matra, blue ice cream, with lots of Snickerdoodle, and maybe a sprinkle of chocolate lace, just maybe. You know, what do you do with it? I don't know. But anything, check us out at p4pmuffle.com. And now let's share chatter with Amanda. Hello, 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 everyone. It's uh, one of those days. And, uh, you know, life is, is happening around us, and then life is happening to us. And then there's just that time where we wonder if life is really happening because things happen and change our whole day, change our whole life, and change everything about it. So... This is one of those days, just best way to say it. And uh, my heart goes out to my PIC, Desiree. She's got a lot of things going on, and there's a lot of things happening in her life. And, you know, sadly, she has lost a family member. And just, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's going to happen, and sadly, sometime in life it's going to happen to us or to someone we know and love. And this is one of those times and situations. Um, my heart goes out to her, of course. I mean, I've known Desiree for many years. And it's not like we're just radio show uh, hosts and all the other things. Life is happening. And we, it was happening long before we met each other years ago. And uh, she's a genuine and she's very real a woman, uh, a loving mother. And when you have family members that are taken away especially uh, being a mother herself, you know, there's a lot of pain involved for everyone who's involved. And then there's also a lot of uh, time to look back and reflect because those memories are staying with us until we actually return. So, you know, just say some prayers for us, please. And uh, for those of you who know how, really get the prayer words out there and get a prayer in for it. Um, we have a great show still, but... Uh, you know, I just wanted to get that out of that out of the way because it's been something that's been on my I wouldn't say plaguing my brain, but been on my brain all day. Um, you still wanna have a good show, you still wanna have the guests feel more than welcome. But we have to you know, we have to speak the truth. This is a real talk, so we we've done that and hopefully uh you know, well we we can move on as best we can. But we do have a great guest, and I'd like him to introduce himself now. So please, sir, uh, let's get this show started. Good morning, KP. How are you? Uh, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing as best as I could, brother. But uh, 
you know, it's it's just one of those days, and I'm sure you felt what I'm feeling. Uh, for someone you've been uh, supporting for a lot of years, and you hate to see bad happen to anyone that you know and care for, and this is just one of those days. How are you doing there, brother? Yes, yeah, not too bad. I think it's, you know, times like these, and I work in palliative care as well. It's good that you... Uh, you have family and friends and support and loved ones. Um, loved ones don't just mean, you know, your direct heart, like your family and that, but your great friends, your great colleagues that can help you and your family through these type of things. Um, it's when we as a community of friends, of knowing each other, can share and can uh, support, and it's about life, and unfortunately these things do happen, but um, it's a good time for us to... You know, step up to the plate and say thank you to those that need the thank you and the love and, uh, you know, and the warm wishes and the best of looks and all these type of things at this time. And, to, you know, really showed up that value that we have as humans to care and be compassionate for each other. Yes. And, and it really brings a, a sense of reality to all the people who choose to, you know, to hate and to... Uh, be angry because this is the end result of those things. You know, it's been a lot of uh, back and forth about, you know, anger and frustration. And if it's a constant barrage and that's what you're tuning into, and this is one of the results. And I remember, uh, I'm, I'm a big history buff. I've always said this many times. And one of the things that uh, Malcolm X was really chastised for, and it was one of the truer statements that he made, and it wasn't said with any angst or frustration, but because of the time it happened, uh, they didn't really take uh, kindly to it. And that's when uh, John F. Kennedy had been assassinated. And he looked around, you know, with the media. And, you know, he's looking at everyone in the at the time holding microphones to him. And he said, well, you know what you're saying, the things you're saying about civil rights and you're teaching what you're teaching with civil rights and what you're focusing on instead of what you should have been focusing on. This is basically the chickens coming home to roost. And it was a lot of anger in that statement, and people were very, very frustrated. But he didn't say it or mean it that way, but that's definitely how they publicized it. And he suddenly had become public enemy number one. Um, I hope I'm not chastised for this because I've seen, you know, hate in, in, in a wartime environment. I've seen... Uh, anger and frustration here at home and each and every time it's not successful it's not very well planned out it's just creatively worded or narrated and then suddenly you have incidents like this where the fallout is suddenly hitting home and many people now say you know we we, we have to do something and I'm, I'm saying five years ago something needed to be done because it's 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 not like this is happening overnight and uh it's not like it's going to end overnight. This is something we walked into, and definitely we're going to have to walk out uh, in a much more kindly, friendly, and more peaceful manner. So basically, you know, other people aren't dying for other, any other reason than an, an angry individual that has a gun or whatever weapon they decide to use, their weapon of choice. Uh, this does segue into our topic of uh, good food, good diet, and good nutrition because Believe it or not, food does play with your mind, whether you understand it or not. And I'm sure you've seen the, the ins and outs, especially with, you know, how passionate you are with nutrition and how some of the things that we do with our diet can basically make us happier people in the process. So 
you know, let's let's talk about that, and then we'll get the show started from that angle, and get the show rolling. Yeah, I think it, there's 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 a key thing about everything that you just said as well, Helen, is that which is so correct is that we as individuals, we 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 um, we have the freedom of choice. We have the freedom to express ourselves. Sometimes yeah. we do do that in a little bit of a frustrated way, etc. Um, but it can be our mindset, and that's not saying it's a bad thing. But there's always two sides to a coin. We mm-hmm. went out the other night and had, had to wait an awful long time to get our food. It upset one of the party members. But you know what? From my point of view, I actually like going out. I like the relaxing. I didn't. Re- I was hungry, but I could wait. I could see they were busy. Mm-hmm. So one of us was frustrated and one of us was enjoying it. And I think that we are, you know, biologically and physically and mentally at times different. And this is nature. Um, it's how we you know, how we take these things on board and, and what we do with them. I have a lot of people that come to me and they're, number one, Kaylin, they want to open up. They want to say what's in their lives, what's troubling them. They, they, do, they, they do get emotional. But this is so important to let out. And then they say, I can't do this, I can't do that. But it's finding the things that you can do. But most importantly, it's giving yourself the time for yourself for your own betterment, for your own feelings. We are different as people. What you may like, I may not like. But I can appreciate what you like and how you do it and how you go about it, even though it's not my thing. Um, so I think the ability to realize that we we can make our own choices. We do live in a society where, yes, um, we have to be mindful of others. But we have to look after ourselves as well, um, because when people want our support, they want us to be strong. So the more we prepare ourselves to be as strong as possible, um, helps everybody in our community, but especially ourselves, our own health. We can't help if we're falling down or have ailments or whatever. So I think it's good that you know we look at we look at people that they are different. No one person is the same. Um, we might have some biological traits that we can discuss in a bit that are similar, um, how we've developed, how we are, but our environment, our, our cultures, how we feel, all are all things that go towards our health. Now, nutritionists, I probably like to say the thing lifestyle because we all go through stages where we're trying to get somewhere, but it's stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And we should never... We should never think to ourselves, because we're not fully there, we've failed. We should plan, decide, uh, identify things that are achievable for us in our lifestyle, and we should be able to encourage ourselves, reward ourselves for making even the smallest steps. You may have one person has five challenges and they get five right. Another person has two challenges and gets two right. They both equal 100% in my eyes. You're moving yourself forward to a goal or a destination that is thrilling, exciting, empowering you. Because at times, as we know, um, you know, I talk about people that they should eat until they're satisfied and then they get a sweet craving. It's like two messages. But you know that you've eaten enough. Your body has told, told you through a feeling that I've eaten enough. These sweet cravings like a gremlin in our body saying, come on, you know you like it, take it. It is what it is. It's a gremlin. It's the other side of the coin. But empowering ourselves, believing in ourselves, and setting goals or changes, let's say. Some people like the word challenges. Some people don't. 
um, uh, is just taking things as a step at a time and realizing what's truly you need to act at, at the moment, what is going to give you the best return, and how to do that. And but, but just to respect in our community that people are biologically different. Uh, we have uh, we have the free genes, for instance. Like we're, we're adults, or, or let's say predominantly adults, uh, talking on this thing, and we're fully developed, let's say structurally framework. But from embryology all the way through, we've had, you know, genes given to us naturally that make us like, dislike, appreciate, not appreciate certain things. Like I'm an ecto, I can't stand drafts. Okay, I can't stand air conditioning, um, and. Most of my ecto friends are also the same. So what my point is, is that we are built differently so that we can do actually different challenges and complement as a group. <clears throat> you are better True. planners, better executors than other people. Uh, so together we can harmonize if we appreciate the strengths, the likes that we have in our community between all of us uh, as different people. Well, you know, like this... Uh when we talk about diet and we talk about good health, I don't, you know, I, I can't speak for Australia because I've only visited a couple of times and I was basically down there for basketball tournaments when I played overseas. But it, there's a reality here about, you know, health that's not really real. And like here, health is taken for granted. And like it's assumed that you're going to be healthy until you get sick and people don't really make the connection that, uh, you know, that buildup of, of sickness in your body is also affecting your attitude. And I, I know this is a little twist on what we were going to be talking about, but I know food makes a difference. You know, like you said, if you're eating crappy food, you're not going to be feeling your best. You're not going to be wanting to do much because your body's basically fighting itself to try and find some nutrition in what you consume. So that sweet craving, even though it might make you feel good eating it, it can turn 180 real quick when regret starts to come in, plus the uh, the crap that's in the food itself. And then you're going outside not very happy mentally or physically. And how can that play a role in, you know, basically upsetting a good day or taking it from a, a, a semi-positive day to one that becomes kind of destructive because your own mind and body are turning against you. I think again, it comes it comes back to yes, you're right. Um, but just to add about you saying about Australia and things, I have more clients KP, especially in the bodybuilding industry in America than I do in Australia. So I'm very okay. very close, and a lot of professional colleagues that I liaise with often in America who are practitioners. Um, so. I understand your market because it's my, uh, well, I like to, the same as I understand the UK market, uh, the Russian market, but not so much. But, I mean, multiple. With this day of computers and ability to communicate, the world has become a lot a lot smaller. But I think the thing is here is is we use one word, feeling. Mm-hmm. We don't listen. We don't listen to our bodies or we take note no. of what we're saying and we don't do anything about it. E.g., oh, that made me feel bad, you know, or you might be out of time and you pull into that to exactly the same takeaway place again because it's convenience or you just don't have time, you're buggered, you know, you haven't got time to cook, but you get the same response again. Um, And we live Mm -hmm. in a world where we're reactive. 
Um, let's face it, it's not Western medicine's fault as such, because there's some good things in there. But we're a preventative world where you get the illness and then we cure it. Nine times out of ten, we mask the illness, e.g. we don't yeah. cure the root problem. Amen. Okay, where some other medicines, that we call them alternative. But like, for instance, um, food, uh, I mean, people have been saying for centuries, use food as dye medicine. It's because it hasn't come into the Western culture where we've done the placebo analysis, which are very, very good. I think there's some great things in Western medicine, um, great principles, great administration and control. But they haven't uh -huh. fallen into this thing yet. It doesn't make them right or wrong. And the simple fact is that food, that our environment, that our relationships, they all make us feel something in our bodies. Yeah, they all give a response or a reaction to us that clicks our biological uh, liking, disliking, um, and it's really coming back to just sitting down and giving ourselves, even if it's a couple of minutes a day, for ourselves. You know, we pray to the Lord for the Lord's assistance, but sometimes uh, the Lord says, yes, but you've got to assist yourself. Yes. You have the power. You still have work to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you need to talk. Yes, you need to expose and to share sometimes or to get input or influences, but you're trying to find those things that make you tick and, and encourage you to do something or feel worthwhile. Again, you know, I'm quite introverted, so I look at, I, but I'm extroverted at times as well because my job expects that of me and I'm very comfortable with it. But some people mm -hmm. will think of themselves, others, you get uh, like your body type, you're very community-minded, so you might put yourself down the run, KP. You might look after yeah. somebody else before you look after yourself. And yeah. this is the type of realisation that you need to step back and to look after yourself so that you can continue to do those things that you love, which is exactly. helping others. And once you do that, don't people come to you? They physically mm. put more emotional, more stress pressure on you so the stronger you have to be, but it's growing as that person. It's being able to give and to keep doing the things that you like to do. Like going to the gym. Uh, you go in, your, your, your focus is that I need to disturb or put a sensation to my muscle that is not normal, so it has to think and repair itself. You know, it's like us. We learn all the time, um, but we don't take time to necessarily... You know, give ourselves time to really feel things, you know, to prioritize things. And sometimes we can't. You know, I speak to a lot of people about chronobiological, which is basically to explain it in short terms, is the activity of our body and how we're biologically structured as to what actions and that suit us better during the day, like when we eat, when's the best time mm -hmm. to um, do physical things and like that. And biology isn't wrong if we don't do it. It's just our lifestyles have changed the way that we have to react or that we're forced to react. But to remember that these are within our choices. I've had some people who have given their jobs up due to their health. Yes. I've had some people that won't give up their job because they love their job so much. So it's a case of not saying, okay, you're going to fail. It's a case of trying to work through this. You know, trying to, trying to still get yeah. that time where you can give something back to yourself. It's also a case yeah. of understanding your body, so how it's best going to perform. 
Um, what's the best time of day to train? Why is it the best time of day to train? Because your body is more alert, more focused, more reactive. Your, your performance is up at this. Your body's there to work for you so if you work with it it's going to return a little bit betterment and that time of training first thing in the morning versus the afternoon there is a complete difference i start this with all of my people there's a 25 percent difference in performance output and i don't mean performance output as in how much you can do that is higher as well but also the return on investment yeah. of your time and placement of, of, of your activities gives a much better result in muscle in lean mass, whichever the focus is, it's just a very high performance window for a lot of people. And knowing the best time and why to eat, to sleep, what to do when you wake up is very important. And I think that people, when they sit down, and we go through it possibly in a little while, KP, is I don't do that, but I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. That feels some connection to that, yes. Well, some people at the time say no. Because they see the brick wall that it may do. Like, I can only train at 6.30 in the morning and you're telling me it's not the ideal time, but I can't change. And then they get a day off and they go and train at that time and they say, you know what, I, I did feel better. Now I might look at how I can change things so I can maybe do that or get family support that gives me the hour, hour and a half to go to the gym at that point in time. Or yes, exactly. I have changed my... And I do feel a lot better. So it's not, our biology is quite a human biology, how we work, how we cellularly work, how we you know, need energy during the day, what's the difference between night and day, what chemicals do we produce in the day versus the night. They're very clear and structured. It's just a harmonious yeah. state in there, and it takes for us to, one, get the information on our body, and two, give ourselves time to work with it. Very true. Uh, one of the things uh, that you know, especially with, with concern for food and diet is, you know, I, I know people don't really understand it. Sometimes I say stuff and it's like groundbreaking to the people I'm, I'm speaking with. And I remember when, you know, all these, these food allergies were coming out. And one of the things that I learned, you know, much to my surprise, is a lot of it wasn't really a food allergy but just the stuff that was using being used to make the food. Uh, Glyphosate was one of them. Uh, the Monsanto, the Roundup stuff that they were using. Uh, a lot of the GMOs uh, were, were really harmful to some people's body, especially the ones that were coming from basically farm-raised, having their own garden kind of uh, situations and moving to the city, and then their diets changed. And then another one, was basically the food that was contaminated coming from overseas that was basically not being checked as a as the FDA is required. So when they were learning about that and basically just changed up where they were getting their food from, because you know we, I, I I I always strongly recommend the farmers market simply because it's not tampered with because it doesn't have to travel far. You're basically getting uh, food from your environment, literally from the for, the soil that you interact with a lot as compared to not, you know, who knows whatever. Because like you said, if we're just masking, I don't, I don't want an aspirin to mask the reaction to the food that I shouldn't be eating. It should be some kind of alarm and alert that something's wrong with my body and it needs to be addressed. And I, like I said, in this country, I know that's not really as big a deal. As long as you get something in with these numbers, then you're going to be pretty close to your goal weight 
instead of basically addressing your body like you're saying, where you, where you are more philosophical, because it's your body. I can't believe that we don't have a stronger drive in this great nation to uh, be healthier individuals and, and have more healthy people walking the streets instead of basically, you know, running to the next pharmacy gimmick or whatever is being paraded on the infomercials and thinking that's going to suffice to get you back to some sense of health or pain-free days. Because, you know, I, I'm not upset with pain or pain receptors because they're telling me that I'm usually doing something wrong. And there are some foods that we have that can bring out the, the small alarms and alerts but because they're not basically prescription-based or dosed to deal with the pain, we kind of just work through it, sometimes like an injury in, in the gym. How can we go about doing more for self-care for our health care? And that's not a play on words. I think, KP, the one thing that um, everybody should be well aware of is that, God rest their souls, that... I would use the word not just food service, um, but also food scientists, such as those people who were genetically modified wheat and crane and all this. They mm-hmm. did not, and they do not operate their scope of work based on the nutritional value of the product they're dealing with. In fact, they worsen right. it because they have no consideration yes. for it. It's about yield. It's about withstanding the environment. It's about shelf life. And it's about putting in known chemical compounds compounds that call themselves proteins, call themselves starches, but they are not accepted by the body. They are not natural sources for our body. So where we're wrong throughout the world, not just America, sir, is that we haven't given a shit about our food. In the scientific development side of things, we have gluten allergies. It's not gluten. It's half the crap you put in there. I've been through many bakeries, industry bakeries. There's over 40 uh, additional things that are unnatural put into a loaf every slice of bread nowadays. And they say, oh, it's not like it used to be. It's not nutrition. No, it's, it's causing us a problem. And it was scientifically made a problem because we didn't care about the health or the reaction it was on the consumer. So the point would be the least amount of processed food you can eat in your life is far better for you because the risk is too high with it. Clogged arteries Mm -hmm. and all these type of things, salt, uh, high sodium levels, high blood pressure, all these type of things can originate from the food and our environment to which we come in contact with. So fresh grown, high nutrient dense food Okay, spinach is fantastic for us, but you've got, you've got to eat an awful lot of it. But it's good, clean nutrition. Um, mm-hmm. These are the things that we can go for. Or we, or we can try to increase the amount of what we know has more betterment for us so we have the ability to not miss weddings, not miss engagements, because we're basically on a, a path of, you know, it's like a road of, health for ourselves or looking out for ourselves on the odd now and then we go to fill up and filling up maybe socializing having the odd glass of champagne or whatever it is for an event and occasion and not missing out on things because the following day we step straight back on so it's not things in moderation it's really a continual look at ourselves as to what we're eating and it's about time as not just as nutritionists or 
health freaks or health gurus. It's about commonality amongst the community as to what's good for us as a whole. Yes, yes. fried chicken tastes great. But we also know that it's full of saturated fats and things like that that aren't great for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and well, for well, me personally... Go ahead. And for me personally, there is no... you know. We, as a result of being reactive, we're trying to run around to try and find a single diet that's a cure to every human person, whether it's vegan, ketosis, eating beef. It's just a complete load of rubbish. We're all individual yeah. people with an individual mix as we currently sat, sit here today. Another ecto versus me, we can, be, we can give completely different results due to our food, our environment, our loving nature, uh, you know, everything around us, we're all different. So basically, when it comes to health, there, there, is, there is no one diet that suits all. It is completely false. Um, there is applying food for its composition towards changing the expression of a gene, which at the moment in our world, I basically have 95% of people I'm trying to correct, more than five, the 5% I keep to prevent to boost their immune, to keep them in line with themselves, to support their activity levels. <laughs> Where even using traditional medicine, let's say natural medicine, there's still a bit of, you know, the turn in the thing that someone's come with, a, with an ailment issue. So, but food will, food, your environment will help. And I think the two together are very important. If we're very high in stress, KP, mm-hmm. our body doesn't utilize the food as it's as it should it's using the food right. to fight the stress to fight the energy so it's that balance it's that lifestyle that we need to look at um because at the end of the day we're we're all we all would like to smile <clears throat> to be happy um mm-hmm. to be able to strong enough to face the times where obstacles let's say come in our way um so I don't want it to sound that it's a challenge, but it sometimes can be a challenge for people to feel happy. Oh, most certainly. Yes, especially with the uh, lower wage earners who are doing two and three jobs. Um, one of the things that has always been fascinating to me, and I'm sure, like I said, I know you're very passionate about your business, and there's a lot of times when there is a, a, a conviction to speak out, and you've done so many times. But there's also that reservation of how it's going to be received by knowing the person or individual. Because I know there's plenty of people that pride themselves of the work they do, but the destruction from the excessive work is not seen because such pride is put in to the work they do. And God bless them for, you know, putting in these 20 extra hours a week. But there's a price that you have to pay. Uh, with with the like you said with the with the damage that we're doing to our bodies and we're not matching the nutrition that would sustain that kind of abuse and it is you know there there is a point where you are abusing your body yeah especially you know with us uh, competing we we go that extra mile and and we're going to feel extra sore because of it how do you relate that nutritionally how I could relate that source of uh, soreness physically if from you know overexertion in the gym and poor diet and rest as, as an after result of not taking care of your body on those factions, you, you manage, and you've got a very good gift of explaining 
how do you explain that to someone who doesn't want the explanation, like i.e. a client? Yeah, I think um, you just give the facts. But but the critical thing is we we all have a neurological inbuilt device and you can apply this to body types, um, how they like, whether they like information, whether they don't, whether something is against their current fact. You just give, you have to be professional, but say it in a way yes. that is the facts that it allows them to make a choice. Um Doctors down, say doctors to coaches, we're influencers. But we're not yes. the decision maker, right? You can go to a mm. professional, I work with professionals, you can go to a professional club and someone will tell the player or the individual, this is what you're doing. If you don't do it, you're off contract. Because there's far much yes. more competition behind you. But even the elite sports people, even when the coach says this, and he says it with his tongue-in-cheek because he doesn't want to lose you, he just wants to see you change to enhance your performance more often because you're so special to the team. Right? Mm -hmm. It's got to be the person who says, yes, right. So to me, it's a plain, simple giving people alternatives to what they're doing, but to fully understand them a little bit as well, not to keep continually putting up with excuses, KP. Right? Mm -hmm. right? You've, got yeah. to, you've got to say, because... To me, a, a conversation is respect, and a coach versus, let's say, athlete point of view, the coach has to give the athlete good information, but the coach is also good. asking from the athlete, give the coach a bloody chance, because the coach wants to be good as well. He wants a reputation, yeah. or she does, as a good coach, meaning she can motivate and get people to do things. So if you have a client that just doesn't want to do anything, I would say to the client, where are we going? Yeah. Yes. Um, people would come to me and I'd get them to close their eyes and to look at themselves. Where would you like to be? What is your goals? What is your ambitions? The big smile, the big, you know, like they can see themselves. The tears even come, KP. And then when you talk about things that they're going to do, it's no, 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 no. And as a coach, you have to say, well, where the hell are we going then? Yeah. Go yes. back to your thing. Is this worth it? What are the struggles that you're seeing in your life to prevent this? And when you start yeah. to address these type of things, then they start to feel, this bloody person cares. He listened. Yes, he didn't agree, but he listened to me. He's sharing. He's compassionate. He's understanding. But he's also told me, let's make a change. Where shall we change? What do you feel? So that engagement is all, is very, very, very important. I mean, in the bodybuilding world, as there is in a lot of sports nutrition, it's about calories. Mm -hmm. from my, right, from my point of view, when we go to a gym and we damage our muscle, we damage it from a physical stress, um, yeah. fatigue or whatever on our muscle. What repairs our body is our body. So some bodies can have the nutritional intake but got poor absorption, got bad tummies, got leaky gut, uh, got a bad yes. colon, got this and that and other. Guess what? The food isn't able to work because the body needs it's the liver and the tummy that you know, the tummy uh separates all these amino acids. It's the liver uh and our systems that actually drive it into the cells that work, that tell us how much we want. So 
My point is, first of all, the body has to be as healthy as possible to support itself because it's the one that knows the best. Yes. And it's the one that has to do the work. So I'm more interested in... I, I've got to do a segue do you on have this the energy? because... I've got to do a segue on this one because I, you brought up something because this is one of my... I don't have many pet peeves in the gym, but one of them is misinformation. And you just touched on a very... Uh, good spot for me to jump in. And that's these dang organ smashers people are calling waste uh, trainers. Um, when you're talking about the internal organs trying to do their job, how much are they limited when people are using these when their bodies are being overly exerted? Using what? Sorry, KP? Those waist trainers, with waistbands, whatever the heck they call them, where you squeeze the crap out of your organ and to, to make it look like you've got a smaller waist. Um, are you familiar? Go ahead. We, yes, yes, I know, I know what they are. Um, yeah, we have. There's a, quite a big gimmick going around. They said it come from West Germany, but I wouldn't imagine it would come from some clown in West Germany. But the Germans are quite scientific in their in their sports yes, and everything are. else like that. But we want blood circulation, so you know, having a pump, right, to try and expose the muscle by trapping blood. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just think about it, um, or, sh- or, sh- or, sh- or shall we just not? Because it's the it's you're physically trapping a flow of blood, so it needs to build up. Now, any kid will tell you, uh, it, you know, in their even at their science level, they'll apply pressure even with water, uh, and it builds up. Um, it's not a function of the body to operate like That's that. That's right. You know, a lot of people like, and I do monitor a lot of bodybuilding sites because I'm a learner. I'm quite, you know, and I'm not saying that I well, criticize because I don't. Yes. And also I listen to what the public are generally saying. You know, we have people spending hundreds of dollars on some supplements that our body makes for us. So is is the focus not on our body functioning properly or is it on a function of taking a bloody supplement? Yes. You know, this is, you know, but I, I, I must jump in and say something here. I... I am a lover of supplements. Somebody needs... It's a time factor, KP. You don't want people in a negative situation for as long as they can possibly... You know, you want them out as quick as possible. So sometimes, even though food helps, it doesn't... At a volume, it needs to be higher. So you supplement for a period of time to raise that chemical, that profile up in somebody's body so the body can take it and work like hell. Then as it starts mm-hmm. to function and create its own, its own enzymes, its own ability to do it, you can lessen those supplements off. Now, that's supplementation yeah. for a reason. But to do things like putting bands to get a pump, it's an ego trip. You know, it's not your real muscle. It's not how your muscle well, It's your real muscle, but it's not how it performs. You cannot take that on stage with you. So why the hell are you doing it? Yeah. It does, you know what I mean? It does not make your muscles... Your muscle is a natural vessel that can expand, yes. And as blood gets in, yeah. it's full. And once it's full, well, if you want to do it once to see how much your muscle can and how your cells can operate, sure. But it's not an activity you should do, I believe, all the time. You've got to, uh, you don't detach your body or a well, body part. One of the things, you... 
that Keep I have completely engaged on that. No, the, the one thing I have an issue with is that the blood pressure. Uh, I know there's a lot of people in the gym that don't see their doctors often, and then you know, so you have the cholesterol, you have the blood pressure, you have the blood flow. There's a lot of factors that are being uh, under addressed by doing that. You know, because uh, I know that there, we have a guy that uses uh, that belly wrap, and he also uses the 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 blood blood flow restrictors, and. I mean, he came in at, at, in pretty poor shape, and then he, I think you, know, I, you can see where his eye discoloration, you know, the skin tone, his skin complexion, all these things are like immediate red flags. And because, you know, this whatever infomercial or whatever thing he read on uh, on some Instagram famous person's uh, thing, and, uh, you know, he swears, you know, like it's almost gospel. How do you – speak to that without destroying their will to basically be in the gym just because the the trust and the faith in someone is so broken and crushed if they come to reality of what's going on. Um, oh, Christ. Um, number one, I don't take much notice of it because I'm very happy that the most of the population don't follow it. Um, I'm very big into bands and balls and things like this that create um, fatigue or stress on the muscles, yes, but in, it's it's not a restrictive type of thing. It's not affecting your body from the inside to the outside. But if you actually go and just have a harmonious talk to someone, if they've asked you, okay, mm-hmm. I do not go up to somebody unless I think it's a safety issue where I have a professional yes. responsibility. Um, exactly. I wouldn't go and be, yeah. But if the question was asked, um, and I'm in quite a good position where sometimes the questions do get asked, like I read or I heard or I've been doing. And to give mm-hmm. the person, if I'm going to sit there and contribute, then I have to give the person time. So I would be there, they can do the exercise, and I can speak to them about what they're actually doing with their bodies so that they can feel it. And as long as they give me the respect back to say, yeah, okay, I feel it, or tell me to get stuffed, if they tell me to get stuffed, I'll walk away. Okay. Um, but if then, mm-hmm. and to just understand the body and how the body functions, you know, it is a business of mine because it's actually, I call it a business because it's what I do with my life and it's what pays my bills. Mm-hmm. It's what contributes yeah. to my family. It's my return, but it's about the community. It's about, I, you know, I love the job. I was doing a much more higher return job than this. Now it's just makes me feel happier more. So, but I'm well aware of, Yes, this, that, and the other. It is very bloody hard, you know, KP, to talk to someone when they've got something from a well-known figure in in an industry or a sport. Yes, it is. You know, it takes a lot of convincing. And as you would possibly know, uh, I'm very close to several professionals, and one I share my life with, I can't do that, Mark. We, We bodybuilders always do this. Now, I'm not jumping to another universe here, right? And I say, well, try right. it. Well, try it. Well, try it. Hey, that's not bad. You have to be patient with people. Mm-hmm. We all don't change overnight. So, you again, it comes back to this planning. What can you achieve? I look at, like, even Tanaka. What can I achieve with Tanaka? I'm not going there right at the minute. So I ignore it, right? I won't yeah. bring it up because it won't have any benefit. But pick on those things that she can relate to at the moment that will move her. Um, that will help support her. And when someone starts to get support, then they start to learn, yes. especially in that 
collaboration type of point of view, that this relationship is worthwhile. And like a marriage, sometimes things don't go right, then you bring it back on track. It's not a blame yes. culture. It's not this is right or that is right because you know this is where addictions and stuff get get spoken about and all this type type of stuff. You know, I think you're asking a question about a good coach. A good coach is someone who's got two ears and one mouth, and that's the ratio. You listen to more than you speak because you've got to get mm-hmm. out of the person their experience, their emotions, their thoughts. And then think about it and respond to it in the best professional way that fits or can relate to them. True. Yes, sir. Now, I, I and it's like me going... No, go ahead, Mark. No, no. It's like chronobiology, how somebody's body works or what's best for them. All of it, the biologically, it's very, very correct. But the trick then is, is to how, you know, what do you feel is going to benefit you the best? And I, but I think this is going to benefit you the best. Shall we try this? Shall we not? What's your thoughts? Because you've got to get that buy-in. You've got to give them the understanding. You've got to give them the reasoning. You've got to give them the potential betterment from it. But then let them plan in a comfortable way. Because what you're trying to do is encourage achievement, not non-achievement, which only brings negativity. Well, uh, the thing I was going to talk about now is uh, th- there's uh, one of our members at our gym, and, and they're very dedicated and diligent with what they do. But that's like the, you know, you, I remember in The Matrix they had when the lady was talking to Neo, and she said, you know, I sure hate giving good people bad news. And the the treat they would do every, I think it's fifth day, is Pop-Tarts. They love that pop tart because you know it was their little thing, and, and it, it, with the numbers, and she wasn't doing wrong with it. But there was something I was seeing that caused concern, and that was the the swelling, the redness that would happen afterwards. And, and you know, like I said, I know many things. We we call them food allergies, but they're not. They're basically just the toxins or the poisons used to get get the, that growing to yield. And at some point, you know, this this is causing harm to the body. And so I, you know, I gave the information out because I said, you know, it, it's causing me more concern than I can bear. And I, like, you know, like to pass this information on. And, you know, she was very hurt because that was the one thing she had going. And it, like you said, with the patients, I had it because I'm thinking, you know, it, it's not worth your life, even if you cuss me out. I'm okay with it because then you can cuss me out tomorrow and I don't have to come to your funeral the day after that. So, you know, I was willing to go that far just because, you know, when when you're seeing that kind of immediate reaction within uh, three to five minutes, I was, I was very concerned. And uh, in that process, like I said, realizing it's not a food allergy, but the reaction to the content that's being, that's being used to bring that grain to yield all she had to do was go to a, a, a British manufactured uh, uh, pop tart. You know, granted, it's not the, the name brand she liked, but she could still have that that sweet for for her time and still get back to normal. But this was a, a five month process, and I, I said because I I know it's not good, and sometimes, like you said, you you've got to take, you got to step in because your profession demands it. There's no way you can have the information you have 
and not share it to the people who need it most. And that was one of the things because it would always be, and I know you hate this. And I said, I don't hate it. I said, but I hate what it's doing to you. And it would just become the point where, like, like you said, it does become a conversation. And after five months, there's the understanding that maybe, you know, he, he's not just being a jerk about it and wants me to stop eating sweets. So have you had that happen in your life? Yes, and it can happen. And I try to... Um... I think I try to position things and structure things around the interface that I have with people. I don't walk through gyms. I do walk through gyms, but I don't walk through gyms as a place necessarily to practice, even though I have a lot of clients in there or people know me or Tanaka, so they will ask questions, sure. But I'm only structuring myself, KP, where all of those type of conditions are spoke about on day one, all the analysis, all the measurements, all the body all the family history, all the current type of stuff is spoke about on day one. So we have an open understanding as to the body as it sits today. And mm-hmm. the person's volunteered this. They've wanted the information because they want betterment. They do want an opening. It's very different. Um, yeah, most of my work is done at my house or over Skype or over Messenger, what, whatever. Um, so that they plan their time. They're open for it. They have an expectation. Um, walking up to somebody uh-huh. in a gym that's doing something wrong might not necessarily be the best thing. I offer people to sit down. Uh, Tanaka has desks and that at the gym to sit down and just have a chat for 15 minutes because someone's got a concern or a mother said something about a daughter or a son or a son said something yeah. about the mother. I would give them a free consultation just to say hello, just to help, to be supportive. Yeah. Um so, yes, it does happen, but I would look at it more as the reaction. You know, what uh, is it doing to the body? But I'm very, very keen on making sure they have another solution, an alternative. This is a sweet thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots yes. of sweet things like berries, uh, antioxidants, anti-free ra- free radicals that, that are great for your body after training, etc. especially for mesomorphs. Mm-hmm. Um, that I can blend as a chef as well. Um, you know, um, can blend and can offer somebody as an alternative, which is easy and convenient for them to have and still and still enjoy that social thing. It's not just about the tart; it's about that social thing. This is what we do mm-hmm. with a group of people, you know, so that you you're trying to protect as much as the environment, just enhance it through making some a choice from an understanding. And nine times out of ten, when people can admit, feel the reaction yeah. and the comparison uh-huh. of something else, then that those feelings are very strong for them to change. Yeah, go back to your That's pumping. True. There is no doubt there is no doubt that, that building up blood will make your muscle expand. But it's the same when you it's the same when you um work with the bicep without the band. Yes. You're trying to see where you are now to improve on where you are, not to falsificate something. <clears throat> and that's so it's good to get down to the physical facts and to deliver or to help deliver betterment so somebody can feel the betterment. That's the best thing, when they can feel it. That, that's true. Uh, now, now, with the health concerns, because like I said, you know, we have healthy-minded people to do better, but they don't have the, the mindset of, you know, because going to see a doctor isn't a bad thing. Going to get a health checkup is not, 
you know, saying that there's anything wrong with you or anything weak about you. But it's nice to get checkups every now and then. And, and the aversion that, you know, by somehow going hard and, and hardcore and beast mode and whatever hashtag or meme they have uh, currently resounding now, right now in this day and age, it's still nice to know the foundation of where, you, where you're coming from. And, yeah. you know, the blood pressure, okay. the cholesterol levels, that these things need to be addressed before you decide to go this, this beast that you're, you're seeing in your mind or, and hopefully trying to see in the mirror as well. Is, is that my little one? Is that the little one? Yeah, it is, yeah. Hello. Oh, say hi. Yeah, hi, Will. Mum, mum, mum's at, at, at the gym rehabbing someone, so uh, Bella hasn't got school today, so she's at home with that. Yeah, we, we don't mind special guests. We don't mind special guests. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think KP again. It's looking at things individually. Let's go. Let's maybe talk about a subject. Um, let's say protein. For instance. Okay. Okay. Uh, in the natural life, we as humans don't utilize a lot of protein, so we no. don't have a huge need for it. E.g., our follicles, our nails, etc. I think mother's milk is one of the lowest contents of protein of any animal or living per- person's milk, a uh, woman's breast milk, because there's other enzymes, etc., that help us to grow into structure uh, and things like this. But when we bodybuild, um, we have a higher need for a more regular amino cycle. It also mm-hmm. is not a thing that gets that gets stored in our body, we take it, we use it. What's left goes to ketosis. A very little gets used in energy, maybe ten percent. Um, but what also happens is, and I get, and and, and this is real life. Um, let's say Tanika, she is a mesomorph. Now the mesomorphic gene is about motion. That's that's what it really means. So it's about your cartilages, your development of your tendons, and all these type of things. So mm-hmm. the body structures generally work very well on fatty acids. Okay, they need it. Yeah. Right? They need it to yes, keep themselves supple and everything else else like this. Where an endo is more protein, but not all animal protein, and an exo is more neurological, so it's more carbohydrate. Uh, as a traditional. But in mm-hmm. bodybuilding we need a lot more protein. Now I've been getting yeah, a lot of bodybuilders who are starting to get build up of fats around their inner walls and in their arteries through acts from too mm-hmm. much protein and not enough fiber or management of scraping that crap away from us. So they start to feel lethargic. They start to have tummy problems. They start to not work out so well because their diet is far too po- uh, protein dense. Um, mm-hmm. And also they're eating far too much protein late at night after a gym session, go into rest in bed half an hour later, and the stuff isn't even digesting, they're not sleeping properly, not even there's toxins coming from the gut and all this type of thing. You know, it's just their foods are all us about faith. They don't have a structure or an understanding as to how them as an individual works. You know, a Kyoshi Moody uh, versus a KP versus a Justin Figuera, you're three very different people. You better believe it. With three very They're different beef. lives, with I can tell you, three very different work work. Uh, they they relate to each other, but you would all train differently and train different body parts on different days, have different requirements. So you need something tailored for you as a person because you're not Justin Figueroa and you're not Kyoshi Moody. 
So my point is that it's got to be individualized to support the person. Health, personalized health is about, actually, it's not about somebody else. It's about personalized health when we're talking about them. I didn't go off the subject, but the thing is, I look at food for the purpose of the body and the body's function and the body's needs on an individual basis. So kale for one mm-hmm. person is great for another person, not offering much at all. Um, having, you know, having um, lots of dark fruit antioxidants that that help us get rid of the toxins and the free radicals after training. It's very big on Tanaka's um, uh, menu and intake after she trains because it's what her body needs. Yes. Her body is more mobile, form far more. Uh, does a lot more agility, even though leg presses aren't aren't very. Uh, or squats aren't, aren't that agile as such, you know, as jumping, sprinting, whatever. But when she does that, we give her more. Uh, so it's very much tailored to the individual. And let's face it, you may have a colon issue or a stress issue at the same time. That needs to be addressed equally as much as the recovery from the gym <clears throat> because they all compound into each other. And it's just understanding how biologically we work but how we're working at this precise minute which let's face it we're trying to change so foods and that could change with you as well you get betterment going down the track because you don't need something as much uh, as you did previously to it and we all need balance life life is balanced really um, without going too much into the negative but when we do drop into the negative we don't go too deep we can bring ourselves up we have that know-how we have that self-management yes. that self-control self-ability to 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 bring ourselves back. That's some great information, Mark. And uh, before you leave, is there anything left to, to pass on before we end the show? Because, boy, the show went by really fast. You know, I think we uh, maybe we've got to have another one because we didn't go too deep into, uh, you know, by body type, what what is the best food, what is the best methods of cooking, what is chronobiology, how does this relate to us? Um but I think the thing is, is the most fundamental thing is listen to yourself. Give yourself that time to just listen to your own body and how it's feeling. Great to get um, information from other sources and stuff like that, but it has to relate to you. Not everybody is the same, even if you are the same body type. Your muscles can be shaped different. Your performances can be currently at a different level, etc., etc. Um, and try to work on things that you know you can achieve rather than those things that are, you know, don't forget the things that you do need to change, but it's going to take longer. But position them likewise. So you're not putting too much of a burden or stress on yourself, and you're doing things, mm-hmm. and you're learning. So for some people, KP, learning that you can do it again. Um, because we it's all have things. We all have just And just to realize that they're not out of that, but some things take time and take a course of movement that needs supporting and understanding um, to, to get us where we want to be. You don't, you don't make a world champion overnight. Yeah, it's a process. And it, yeah, and it's just finding that process. It's finding what works and keeps them engaged and keeps yourself engaged by doing the things that are good for you. Yeah, try to have a look at things in your life that really don't benefit to you too much and try to see if yeah. you can work on them, change them, get rid of them, replace them, you know, um, another good thing was remember that daylight hours were given to us so we're active in daylight hours evening hours are for us to be Rest. tranquil replenish from yeah. our day's work prepare ourselves for a good night's rest 
Don't eat too late. Don't eat foods that take a huge amount of digestion at night. Get them into your body. This is a food choice. It's not that you're going to deprive yep. yourself from carbs and fiber. It's just a food choice, how we cook it. Make sure you don't try to go to bed with too much in your gut. Um, try to settle your mind before you do go to sleep. So planning for the next day, do it before you start to rest so your mind is not overactive that's going to disturb. Because our bodies do a lot of uh, balancing during the night, growth hormone being one of them. Uh, uh, a golden thing for bodybuilders. It is a natural process of our body to identify the need to repair and to support that repair mechanism. Hence, how much growth hormone. Right. But if we're not sleeping or we're disturbed or we've got a full tummy that's creating toxins left, right and centre go into our neurological senses, it distributes this cycle. Um, so yeah. to look after ourselves a little bit more. We can go in detail as to how each body type can prepare for that because there are differences, uh, especially in the mornings and when best to train, but maybe we've... Uh, we might not have the time for that now. Oh, that's fine. Well, brother, we're definitely going to have you on in the future because I love the way you break down the information and so do our listeners. I didn't take any questions today because I wanted to get as much information out, especially with the confusion we have with all these gimmicks and infomercials. Marketing is marketing, but your health should be primary to it, and it's not a bad thing to say, you know, what is the benefit of it to me for me and what are the side effects that are happening from the things that you're trying to convince me to buy or put into my body or, or put on my body? Uh, Mark, thanks so much. Uh, I'm going to give you this time uh, to speak to Dez. Uh, you know, she was she wanted to be on the show, but she's basically traveling today, and she had to, to get out there to her deceased family member and the rest of that family and, and, and be there for, for them and to support them. So anything you'd like to say to Des uh, and let her know that you, you're you thinking about her? Um, she's a champion woman, um, huge giver, uh, great personality. Um, we need people like this in the world. Uh, we have people like this in the world. She's an example that we do have it. Um, great mother. Um, she just one hell of a nice person to know. Um, doesn't have, has comments, but doesn't have bad intentions for anybody. Um, real right. warm, soft, affectionate soul. Um, great family person, great community person. I mean, look, look, look at the radios she's doing and the information she's given. And I've listened to her a few times. You don't pick up information like that. She goes to the right sources. She's very knowledgeable. Um, she's very cluey. Um, she's aware of life um, and I could imagine her now she's going to be the one who's supporting all the other family members at this point in time Carolyn because that's, that's right. just the way she is um, a great a, a great privilege to know the lady exactly and and there's you know you're getting all the, the hearts and the love uh, from our listeners as well and, and I thank God for all of you guys Mark, thanks so much for the information and the time. And I, I, you are a joy to speak with because I know I'm not just bouncing things off the wall. I know that what comes back is going to enrich my life as well as the listeners. So thank you so much for what you do, your passion, and how you go about it, and your ability to get through the tough people, the tough times, and the tough situations. You've found a way, and if you can't find a way, you find the information that makes a way. And I, I really enjoy that, and I love everything about it how you go about doing your life. So thanks so much, brother. Before we get cut off, okay. I'm going to hit the show. 
But uh, thanks so much, and I hope you have a blessed morning, just like we're going to have a blessed night. And, again, Des, my heart goes out to you and your family. Uh, say hi to mom, give her a big hug, but also hug your children because we're in this current climate of anger and frustration, we have to let some things go because when we keep getting fed bad information, we tend to do bad things. So, Mark, again, thank you so much. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks and, pleasure. Sure yeah, to hug the husband, daughter, and to hug the wife, and and tell them I said hi, and uh, hopefully be talking to you soon, brother. Thanks, KP, and thanks for everyone for their time and listening as well. Amen to that. Uh, so you know, guys, this is a this is a show that you know, the show happens, and and, and we're going to say what we're going to say, but it's not basically stepping over Des and what's happening with the family. We just want to just let everybody know that there's better ways to help, there's better ways to thinking, and there's better ways to improving yourself. And if we all just come together and speak our minds clearly and openly, we will come to some kind of compromise and some kind of understanding. So God be with you all. Uh, have a blessed rest of your night. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Office, P2P, Real Talk. For my PIC, Desiree, we are out.